Welcome, we're live. Mike Crawford, Young Jerks, another special Super Bowl Sunday, our first Super Bowl Sunday pregame show, I guess. It's a special <laughs> episode, so we're calling this. We got a lot going on today. I, I just want to, <laughs> got laughter in the background. I'm sorry. I'm um, sorry. Are you going to laugh at all my jokes today? <laughs> my bad jokes? No one ever laughs at my that jokes. That was a pretty good joke, my friend. <laughs> uh, we, we are really happy, giggly, excited uh, because of the guest, obviously. All, all, every week we're happy about our guests lately. Uh, we're happy about this phone number I'm going to give out, 617-702-2542, because we've been getting some great calls week after week after week after week. So we're going to take them early, take them throughout. The lines are open, 617-702-2542. Don't blame me if you don't get through it, especially if you don't call early, right? like right now. Uh, we also, one of the reasons we're really happy is we, uh, this week, found out a bunch of our friends were nominated at the New England Cannabis uh, Awards, the Community Awards, and we were actually nominated four times. I mean, a, a bun bunch of the people that came on the show throughout you know, time, they have all been nominated uh, and we we have four nominations ourselves. It's uh, one for best podcast. One. Uh, are we getting applause over here? I thought we had a phone call already. <laughs> best podcast. We'll say that again. And we'll, the award we won last year, which was best news source. So we were nominated for those two awards for the Young Jerks, which was what we were nominated for last year. And we did win one last year. It was amazing to win the uh, best news source at the New England Cannabis Community Awards at the Heinz Convention Center. And uh, we also, this year, also picked up two more nominations for myself. One was uh, Best Massachusetts Activist, as well as a uh, Lifetime Achievement Award in Cannabis, which I'm officially the old jerks, I guess. I don't know, 20 years of doing this. I'm uh, really happy and humbled that uh, people voted for us. This is really a poll, and uh, we made the finalists, so... You can vote for us to win these awards or any of the past guests. Uh, just look it up, uh, New England Cannabis Convention. Uh, so we're really happy about that. We're also happy about our, our website, uh, midnightmass.substack.com. Uh, some new stories over the last couple of weeks there. You want to check it out if you're following uh, the cannabis licensing issue and uh, what's coming up right now with our guests. Make sure you subscribe there, midnightmass.substack.com. Okay, we have a phone call. We haven't even introduced the guest yet. <laughs> so here we go with our guest. We have a special guest. He's the founder and executive director with the Union of Minority Neighborhoods. He's uh, also working right now on black ballot power, which I like, reclaim our rights. It's all about voting. Uh, there's a pledge on the back that you're going to make sure that you're registered and that you're going to be ready to vote November 3rd, 2020. Get your family and friends out to vote. I think that's really important. Uh, his name's Horace Small. What's up, Horace? What's up, Mike? How you doing? Oh, and congratulations, man, on this on all these nominations. Congratulations to you, too. Does it come with How money? many years have you been? No. <laughs> it probably comes with sponsors, though. This is like the major yeah, sponsor event. Okay. So you'll, you'll get a nice well, We will get some money. You'll get a nice plaque. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, secondary money, I guess. Okay. Yeah. We, it's, yeah they, last year was like this huge like acrylic award thing. Word. With, like It was the biggest award I think I ever got in my life. Well, congratulations, bro. Look, you know, on the Super Bowl Sunday, <clears throat> unfortunately, 
None of us have any skin in the game, so that's why we're here today. Yeah, I never do. I don't. I don't <laughs> care about football. If the, Eagles, I, if the Eagles ain't in it, I don't care. I'm a bad guy in football. I start, <laughs> like I, I used to love the Pats back in the day, right? You like the Eagles? Yeah, I'm an I, Eagles guy. I'd probably root for the Eagles over the Patriots at this point. I went bat poop crazy when we beat them. Yeah, I did yeah, too. I, actually, I, I did. I had a, I had a field day. Yeah. I was happy. I got my though. window broke, but I, I had a good time. <laughs> See, you have an excuse, though, because you're from Philly. I have no excuse. I just don't like <laughs> you just the don't Patriots like anymore. It's okay, man. It's okay. We got other things to do on Super yeah. Bowl. Sunday. I used to love the Patriots when they lost every year, when it was Steve Grogan, and they never won. That was fine. Yeah, that I like that. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I like being a loser, I, I guess. I don't, I, like don't these, I don't like these corporate Patriots. Man. That's what I'm saying. That, that doesn't get me a lot of friends yeah. here, so I better shut up. On yeah, that I be, that's what I'm saying. I better <laughs> shut up, too. I'm one of those guys who, like, you know the high school teams when they're, like, hard scrapple and then all of a sudden the demographics change and now they're the money team. Yeah, right. All the time. I'm like, oh, now up. I don't like them. <laughs> I don't like them. Like, I'm that guy. All right, so we, we got Horace here. We haven't even asked him a question, but we have a phone call. So who's yeah, are you still waiting on the line? Who's on the line right now? I am, Mike. It's Grant. How are you doing? Good. What's up, man? I, I heard you saying to call early and call often, so I had to get my weekly call in because uh, I had a question for Mr. Small, if you don't mind. Oh, my God. Yes. I'm but all ears. That also shows his intelligence. He's a smart. He's, smart he's not wasting his time. Smart man. Thank you, my friend. What can I do for um, you? So, first of all, thank you so much for coming on the show. <clears throat> and I've heard your name brought up uh, so often this week in the context of the Cannabis Control Commission. And I'm sure you guys are gonna dive into this tonight, but I had a question I wanted to ask you about the way equity and cannabis come together in Massachusetts. In Cambridge, the city council just a few months ago took a bold step and created a two-year exclusivity period for state-certified economic empowerment applicants. That, that two-year period, unfortunately, was just put on hold via a court ruling sure. that basically said that the period could only exist if med- corporate medical dispensaries like revolutionary clinics could also be included in it. So my question to you is, do you think that we should change state law so that communities can give those kind of priority periods to equity applicants without including medical dispensaries? Oh, no doubt. I, I think that... that Part of the reason why I was chosen by the Attorney General to be on the advisory board was to try and, and, and ensure my whole background, my history has been about working on civil rights and social justice. So, you know, and, and, and speaking from, you know, a person of color's perspective, you know, that when, when cannabis came to the fore as an opportunity to create uh, fairness and, and, and really economy in poor communities, you know, this was something that, that, that we were that right on, okay? You know, in 1807, when Eli Whitney came up with the cotton gin, you know, my ancestors, you know, went to work for free. <laughs> then in the 1880s, when they started building factories for Eastern Europeans, then, you know, they were, they were taken care of. And in the 70s, when the hippies came up with solar energy, we weren't even thought about. So for the first time, for the first time in essentially 400 years, this was as close as black and brown people and poor people have ever gotten to this table. And, and you know, we, what, what I felt like and what, what, what the tragedy for me was that when we all came together, finally came together as a commission, um, we were told uh, you have five weeks to create an industry. 
right? And I'm thinking, my friend of industry, I'm thinking like General Motors, I'm thinking like something that's going to stand the test of time for the next five, 10 generations. Um, and we had five weeks to pull it off. And we had a sense that, um, that, that we were supposed to play this game fairly. And what really happened was, from my perspective, is that a lot of moneyed interest came to the fore. I mean, there's Mike Costello, who's a friend of mine, but he's a lobbyist. He has 60 lobbyists. You know, Mike Ross went from being, you know, city a, a city councilor to a millionaire living on over a slope in, in, in Gloucester. A lot of people got paid. And the people who have not gotten paid have been the equity applicants, you know, who have, because there wasn't, I felt that there should have been a dual tract. You know, as we're going about the business of trying to open businesses, uh, open marijuana businesses, uh, we should have had a dual track of importance in trying to make sure equity was, was, was real, that it could happen, and that we didn't have a lot of, excuse my, I guess I could say bullshit. <laughs> you know, um, you know, I don't you know. Can say I'm, bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. Well, you know, we didn't have, we didn't have the opportunity to, to, to build it. And I think now, uh, my friend, I know I'm taking you to Cleveland by way of Bangladesh. Please forgive me. I tend to be long-winded. Um, now, as we go into the next phase of this, we're going into the second summer of, uh, of cannabis, and we're going into a period where the state is really, 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 really counting on, on, on the CCC to, to deliver products so that because there's a $100 million hole in the budget, um, you know, certainly... Uh, we have to rethink equity. And when I think about, when you think about who all got appointed when it was first created, you know, the idea was to operate conservatively from the beginning. Um, you know, uh, Steve Hoffman came out of Bain Capital. He was a venture capitalist. Uh, this is, he only operated from the game that he knew. Where I feel that we've let equity people down is that we haven't given them sufficient enough of a voice and a, t a seat at the table to make sure that there is fairness and equity. So absolutely, 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 we have to redo these rules. We have to rethink this. And now that you have to change two, maybe possibly three members, because uh, I can't imagine Steve Hoffman liking this job very much, <laughs> um, that, that, we can, that we go about the business of making these changes. It has to happen. Grant, you still there? Yeah, wow. Um, I, you know, the first ever call I made to the Young Jerks was when Mike had on Senator Pat Jalen when the law was being written back in the summer of 2017. Right. And from the very beginning, my first question to her was, what are you going to do to protect this industry from regulatory capture by big money? And I didn't think they did enough at the time. And to hear you so eloquently and concisely explain the problems in the way that you just did, I knew that you were very informed having heard so many wonderful things about you, but I well, am I, blown away. Ed, you get, look, you know, there's, 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 I'm sorry, it's, it's just straight up. I mean, people have gotten an enema that they didn't ask for. They asked for fairness and they got jerked. And, and to show that they have not, no, no pun intended with the yeah, young no, jerks, of course. We are the, we're the good young jerks. <laughs> but, you know, the, the show, my friend, that, 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 that even the commission is kind of uncomfortable about all this, was the two sisters in Worcester who would 
demonstrate. You can see they did not, as a commission, they did not have the experience. They did not understand civil disobedience. They didn't understand that, that, that there are people who feel strongly enough about an issue that they are willing to risk themselves in order to get justice. And what did they do? I mean, in the commission, they, well, the first time they did it, they walked off, shut the thing down. Um, put out some whack, out some whack, whack. statements you know, and, and The commissioner, and, uh, the, what's his name, Steve Hoffman. Steve Hoffman. Yeah. And, and then basically, what did they do when they came back the next time they gave them their license? Now, in other words, in the world I come from, and I, you know, politics, you know, first world politics, there aren't any. So, and so when people blinked like that, they blinked, the commission blinked. And what's, what, I'm, what I fear is that this movement, this movement that we're all trying to build, is not paying attention to the fact that these people blinked. There you go, that thank if, you. That if we, come, if we come to them with an agenda, with a game, and with a level of solidarity yep. that they're not used to seeing. It's so there's, smart about how we do it. Right, there's like no- Really planning, you know, I like mean, uh, someone like you. I wanna get to this, because we, we mentioned this kind of danced around it i think you did or grant did but there's a campaign right now um cannabis control commission uh there's at least two terms coming up shaleen title who i would like to see stay on um and uh i forgot k doyle is the other one i think you know i nothing against k doyle i think she's done some good things actually but i think we need to replace the other four with uh people who actually are pro-cannabis, number one, at least not anti-cannabis, who didn't vote against it, um, and especially uh, some color on there. Well, and, and people who have been harmed by the drug war, they, they got to have, you know, if it's a mom that has, you know, a, a child with medical cannabis and they're being harmed, something like that, or a person of color like yourself. Um, and I think Horace would be a great <laughs> choice. Um, Ed D'Souza actually brought it up. He started a campaign. To get you a lot, you know, well, I, I to mean, it, it, which, it, which really blew my mind. I mean, and I'm grateful to Ed for that. I'm grateful that um, that people have, you know, re, you know, respect me or think of me or see me in that light. I have come with the idea of service my whole life. That's would you take? Would you, you accept that nomination? If, if, if I you was, were, if it was offered, of course. If yeah. it, because it's look, junk. my whole life has been about justice. You know, uh, um, you know, you know, social justice is a lifestyle. You know, it really is. You have to live it every day. And I've done this since I was 14 years of age. I was a conscientious objector. It's, you know, my parents. How did you start at 14? I, I want to ask you that too, because like well, I, I came what was a, really a little later in life on this stuff. Well, what was interesting was that I had a well, I had a cousin. Well, first off, I was I was well, I'm from Philly, and I was raised very black middle class, and. Uh, I had a cousin who I loved dearly who went to Vietnam and didn't come back. And so one of the challenges when you have anger is you have to take this anger somewhere. And I had met this guy who was an organizer from the University of Pennsylvania, this guy named Bob Brand, who was organizing against the war. And so as a project, he worked with a group of us who lived in West Philadelphia, a bunch of kids, a bunch of black kids, and we started Students Against the War. So he taught us how to train people in, uh, in not just in civil disobedience, but also in conscientious objectorship. So we had, here we are, 14, 15 year old kids talking to college kids about what they should do. So 
you know, the thing about it is that, that I really believe that you have to experience some level of oppression in order That's to right. understand justice. That's right. And this has been my whole life. I this believe is, that. Life this, experience. This been, yeah, it's, it's life experience. And, and this is, and I've also mixed politics in with it. And that's what I, I think the Cannabis Control Commission misses, except for Shalene. <laughs> I think the other four. Oh, Shalene's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, I, I think she's wonderful, and she's doing everything that she can. And, and, and this may sound kind of unpopular. I mean, Steve is, you know, I kind of get the sense that Steve really understands his stuff. It's just that, like, you know, when it comes to money, you know, yeah. he, when it comes to, he's bank capital. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a knock. It's not, it's that's not who his, he is. He looks at it like it's not my job. My job is just to get this done. Right, to get it done. He is a venture capitalist, and his job is to create businesses. That's right. And that's what he and does. Great revenue for the state. Yeah, and, 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 and not enough revenue for yeah, the state I know. right now. I, and so. I think the way he's going about it, too, because like, I, I come from both worlds, too, because I'm, you know, totally social justice right. guy, but... For over 10 years, I was a financial advisor, right. licensed and all that stuff, you know, managed a lot of money at one point. Um, but this is bad business. It doesn't make business sense. They could make more money if they just did it the right way that we're talking about and let and, more people and, and get involved in the industry. But, you know, the thing was they had to build an industry in a matter of weeks. Yeah. Right. And, and Easiest and, way and, and, to and, scale and, it. Yeah. And for me, I think, you know, the way I can't help but look at it from the perspective of they had to operate the best way they could with what they had, even knowing that they would probably screw things up. I mean, give me a case in point. We were appointed to, Mar Healy appointed me, okay? And now, so let's explain that too. We didn't mention that you're on this advisory. I'm you're, on the advisory. So you're kind of you're not on the. So I'm kind of part of the problem. But yeah, you're I mean, under the umbrella, and you've you've been appointed to the state cannabis advisory. State, yeah, the very first group of people that were appointed to anything were the cannabis advisory board. I was the social justice representative appointed by Mara Healy, um, and I was appointed in, I think it was like July, and. How I found out was I was in France with my wife because my, my children live there and you know my, and my daughter-in-law is a flight attendant so we get free tickets all the time. And we were in a restaurant and I had my cell phone with me because you know, we, we were at budget time. We were fighting this mass citizens of Congress on poverty as one of our organizations. We were making sure that poor people won't get screwed in the budget. So I had my phone and I was trying to pick up a phone in Europe. And I keep seeing that, you know, it's Mara Healy, Mara Healy, I'm appointing you to this. Do I have a say in this? No. Okay. I want you here. Okay. And that was that. And for two months, two and a half months, we didn't hear anything. Right? We didn't hear a thing. So Shalene and I, Chanel and I decided, like, look, maybe what we should do is, like, maybe we, somebody needs to take leadership. So let's organize a party and invite all the people who were appointed. And then we immediately heard from the state that said, oh, no, you can't do that. That's open meeting rule. I'm like, what the what? The what? <laughs> open meeting rules. So then two weeks later, we ended up, ha now they decided we have to have a meeting because people are jonesing to have a meeting. And when we got there, there were no briefing documents. There was nothing. You joined the board of the Union of Minority Neighborhoods. If you are on the board, you will get a packet of information, who we are, what we've done, our history, information that you need to know about, board contract, the works. We never any of that. Nothing. So, and there's a guy who, whose basic experience in marijuana was how to buy it, roll it, smoke it, you know, clean it, you know, drink it, you know, 
Um, that was it. I had no idea of the science of cannabis. But the thing was interesting was that most of the people on the board had something to do with it. Yeah. So, 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 so when I hold so, on, we got we got a call. Who, who's on the line right now? Excuse me. Uh, who's on the phone right now? This is Rick Naya. Rick, what's up? How you doing, Rick? Who's there? This is the show you call, The Young Jerks. Oh, fine. I didn't know it was on. I thought I took a standby. But I want to say thank you guys. And, you know, just listening to what you guys are saying about the uh, social justice and, and having Horace being on the advisory commission. And, you know, I'm very curious as to being on an advisory commission to help a commission Really, how much do they listen to this advisory board? How much information can they truly input to the to this commission? Because to sit back and wait all these years for a business license, because that's how I see it. It's just a business license. What the heck is really going on? Well, brother, let me explain it to you this way. And thank you for your call, because I, I was just getting, getting ready that. to take us. You're getting that. It's <laughs> perfect, getting ready to take perfect. So thank you. Your timing was excellent. Impeccable. Um, you know, what... Uh, uh, when we first, well, first off, understand that there's a difference between a governing board and advisory board. Being on an yeah. advisory board doesn't mean squat. Okay, it's just a nice little title, yeah. and you know, and what have you. But this time around, it was like we have to build. Apparently, Charlie Baker sat on his ass for about a year after the law was passed. Um, they had to begin to start executing the law. So, when the board came together. We basically, which was like in late September, we had till November 30th to basically develop systems, process, and program. Um, and apparently the role of that was to be done by the Cannabis Advisory Board. So we literally worked like 20, 30 hours a week, every week. I mean, I, I put my work aside, you know, because we had to come up with rules, regulations, programs, and ideas. And at that point, at that point, we didn't hear nothing from these people again for another six months. <laughs> so we gave it to them, we gave it to the commission, and then at that point, the commission's job is to do with it as it sees fit. Um, they began to start executing some of it, but not all of it. And, like, and, and, and certainly things like social consumption that meant a lot to us still hasn't been talked about in any reasonable way. Delivery still hasn't been talked about in any reasonable way. And I think you have to pay attention to the, the, you know, the, the, the formation of the Cannabis Commission to understand you know, their philosophy going in. It was about going slow. The very first appointment that Charlie Baker made was to appoint a Democratic senator named uh, Jen Flanagan, who was at best a conservative Democrat. Right. You know, at best, I and mean, having dealt with her in the state house on a number of issues, including Corey reform, you know, she was conservative. Um, one of them, and one of one of, I, I have nicknames for them. I can't use yeah. them on the radio. <laughs> I want to hear those. <laughs> <laughs> I use them, but you know, but 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 they, I kind of got the sense from Steve, because when Steve was appointed, he really had no political experience at all i mean like none being capital yeah he had none and i mean he really had no experience and i helped him through a lot of it i mean i was kind of helpful in getting the initial eight million dollars that they needed to get the thing opened because jeff sanchez who was the chairman of the ways and means was one of my best friends 
So we had to work him. So I was important. And, um, and we made sure. And one of the things I tried to do to make sure, and, Ch and Chanel Lindsay was a part of this as well, was to make sure that equity people did not get screwed. Um, one of the first things that Steve did was we took him on tour. We took him to meet with every chocolate and brown leader of influence that we could get our hands on, you know, because it was important. This was something that the community knew that we have an opportunity to build wealth in our community now, now that this is law. And it's, you know, we all get to play. Veterans get to play. A lot of people who've normally been kicked to the curb get to play. And a lot of promises have been made. A lot of promises have been made. And I, and I also would like to think, and I just, if I could just add this one other thing, and then I promise I'll shut up, is that what has hurt us tremendously has been, you know, the inability to communicate to communities around the state. For instance, I mean, if not for Dan Adams, we wouldn't have anybody. But give you a case of point, the Bay State Banner refuses to write articles about cannabis. So the one communication dis you know, thing, the black dispatch, if you will, you know, there's the average person, the average black person in, in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts has nothing to read. There's no information going on. And that also goes, is true with Latino papers. So there's no information getting out to anyone. And I would probably think that if there was, um, there would be a lot more accountability than there is right now. So that's, that's, what, I, that's what I can tell you, my friend. Um, I hope that kind of sort of answers your question. You still there, Rick? Well, yeah, I think it answers a lot of how things are, are kind of transposed there in uh, Massachusetts. I just have a lot of difficulty with the fact that we have a commission, we have a community, yet they continue down the path of delaying these opportunities for over two years. And nowhere in the world does it take two years to get a license to do anything. Well, I get that and part, you too. can get a gun, you can have alcohol, you can have pharmacopoeia, you can have anything you want in this world. What is wrong with this process? Why must it take so long? We have a very angry community out there right now, one of which I help. I'm part of. I'm part of our cannabis arena, and they lean on me so hard. When I saw you guys on just now, I realized this is the time to call in. We need to find out the truth of the matter because, you know, we can hear all of this stuff back and forth. It's kind of a banter kind of a thing. Will we do this? And this. They've got to do something to limit the amount of time that it takes for an individual to get licensed. And that's absolutely I mean, like right. I, said, I think they come and open up a, a drugstore in weeks, days, and it's like, that, this is just insidious. That, is, not that is absolutely right, my friend. That's absolutely right. Thank you, Rick. You know, I, I'll also note, too, I want to mention some feedback on this. Uh, there is another place, yes, uh, right here, midnightmass.substack.com. Subscribe. We've been covering it. We've been writing about it in this show. Um, and also what you're talking about, communication, only one of the Cannabis Control Commissioners comes on the show regularly, Shalene Title. Yeah. The other four, we, I mean, they, they, don't, even, they don't even respond <laughs> to our <laughs> tweets, you know, and, and we have everyone on. I mean, you know, we, in the last campaign for U.S. Congress, we had uh, the sitting congressman, Michael Capuano, and Ayanna Presley on the show. We had a bunch of the district attorney candidates on. Uh, we had the winning candidate on. Rachel Rollins. I mean, we, we get regular people on the show, and they will not come on the show, Look, so there's no accountability. Let, let, let me tell you, no accountability. That, that's, that's at the top of it. I, I think that <clears throat> I remember when, do you remember early on when they were having meetings 
when they were having meetings all over the place. I remember when they have meetings in Roxbury, and the only two commissioners would come would be, you know, Shaleen Title and Steve Hoffman. You know, the other lassies wouldn't make it. The other sister, the other white woman wouldn't make it. But, but they'd you know, be but, there. At the but they'll be there if it was in Holliston. They would be there if it was in Holliston. Right? They would be if it was at City WGBH <laughs> Studios. Right? right. And then there's another thing that we also need to talk about as well because it's because I think it's critical and it told us basically everything we need to know about how they wanted to operate. Was do you remember the Norton letter? Oh yeah. Do you remember oh, that yeah. Norton Alvarez. letter? That, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that Norton letter about they wanted to bus people. Yeah, well, Foley Hoag wanted yeah. to. Well, no, we reported on that. Wanted to make sure that, like, on page three, paragraph right. four, um, you know, basically said, "You Negroes are too stupid to run a business, right. so we want you to be nonprofit." That's right. And I remember when it was the second meeting. It's like, yo, we got to bring this up. Yeah. Oh, we got to bring this up. Oh, no, 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 we can't do this. No, 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 no. Norton stopped coming to the advisory meetings because he was he? on the advisory board. Is that the last time you saw him? That was like, well, yeah, he came back after he got his license. So, you know, so we have conversations. Have you no seen, let me ask you a question. Have you seen the moldy uh, weed story that I wrote wait, about two years ago? No, nah, bro. No, nah, bro. No, well, I, look I, for I that missed one. it. I missed look it. That I missed one. it. I got, I got they, you they hired a PR firm after I did that one. And they didn't sue me, but they hired but they a, had PR had a PR firm, firm because of the, you know, me and uh, some whistleblowers, well, some former employees writing a story about how crappy Netta is, both on the lobbying front as well as to their employees and to their customers. Well, remember, the thing that's really that, that, that stands out to me, I remember some, having conversations with commissioners. Oh, no, we're not going. This is not going to stand. This is, this is terrible what they're doing. Foley Hoag was screaming at the top of their lungs, if you recall, oh, being misunderstood. And, oh, you're a commissioner. We can't release those letters. That's, that's part of our I, shit. I... Were you Sent, the one that leaked it? So I, 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 I'm, I the, I'm, I'm, I'm the one, one who, one leaked who it. got it first. Me, I think Dan Adams and I both I'm got the one, it first. I'm the one who leaked yeah, it. I, I gave it to Dan. It. It's like, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? I'm, I'm not getting I'm paid. What are, gonna who I got it what are you going to do? Fire me? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so we send it out. But the thing is, here's what's important. What's important is the third license that came down the pike. Nada. Yeah, Nada. Of course. And they're the ones that have spent the most money. I mean, their owner, the Kessler, which I reported this story. He sold it? Okay. I mean, this is a guy who uh, had so much money, and he's a Democrat, but he had a place at Mar-a-Lago, and he brought Bill Clinton. When you see the pictures of Clinton and Trump together at Mar-a-Lago, they're with a guy from Netta that owns Netta. That's who put them together in the same room at, at Mar-a-Lago. I mean, it's just it's amazing. that's how big time these guys were at Netta, and they sold it. Uh, who do we have on the phone now? Right now, you got Chauncey Spencer. What's up, bro? Hey, bro. Hey, what's up? Hey, so Dinah here this uh, conversation jump off. You know, um, and I and, uh, uh, want to talk a little bit about um, uh, social equity in the, uh, the space. You know, well, not really, not really social equity, but I just want to point out a couple of things. Like, one in particular, you know, we, we kind of say that economic empowerment applicants are, are, you know, it's almost synonymous with black, right? Draw you know, yeah, you like, like, like urban communities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're, you know, right? But, but yeah, exactly. You know, so but you know, we're not all the same. You know, some, some are are um, you know are opportunists and and exactly have you know have them know better than the MSOs that are that are operating. You know, and, exactly. and um, yeah, they all come from different backgrounds. You know, and but I remember people saying that during during the writing and legislation that uh, would be. They were, they were claiming that they were going to help people who were affected by the war on drugs, and they would be prioritized and licensing and, 
And, you know, I don't see any of that happening. When I mean by that, I mean people. No, you're right, have, bro. You're right. You, know, you, you, know, from <laughs> you don't even have to explain. You're absolutely correct on that. They're not doing anything. Yeah. You don't see it. You know, we even yeah. wrote into the into into the regs that you have to start training people, you know, and opening up training centers and stuff. But, you know, it's all of it. You're absolutely on target. Um, that they, they have not prioritized. I, I ran into somebody in Connecticut, a legislator in Connecticut, and um, who was talking about because they're trying to do you know legalization there. And they said the one thing that we know we're not going to do is we're not going to do the equity program that you guys got in Massachusetts. And they laughed. Because basically what it comes down to, excuse my French again, bullshit walks, money talks. Right. That's what it comes down to. Right. And it's, it's, it's deeply offensive, you know, when I, when I, I see people, you know, uh, uh, acting like that. You know, there'll be, there'll be economic empowerment applicants, but they're acting like, oh, I was affected by the war on drugs. I'm like, no, you weren't. You're a right. real estate agent. You're a lawyer. Get yeah. out of my face. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. like, no, no, no. We're trying to put people who are engaged in this industry who are, are currently, in, or at least in the underground, get them some type of licensing. And I don't mean try and get them in the storefront and get them a, a, a you know a multi-million dollar uh, a property because that ain't happening. It'll just be pimped out by big business. So, you know, when, when we, we're talking about trying to license and, and include people who have been affected by one drug, we're talking about Pookie on the block. You know, and we're talking not, not about 55 or 52 licenses in the city of Boston. We're talking thousands because that's what it is. It's thousands exactly. of people engaged exactly. in this industry. Exactly. And anytime we start talking about trying to, to, to um, you know, make millionaires, I think you're just talking, it gets, you know, well, what we I'm, don't need any more millionaires. Yeah, well, what, like, what, and I say that as a person who, who, who's trying to open up a dispensary. In a, in a oh, Johnson, you're, you're right on, man. You're right on. I mean, I mean one, of the, one of the things that I've noticed, I mean, like, I know, I'm, I know we're all supposed to be stupid and whatnot, but one of the things I've noticed is that the people who seem to get priority in this stuff are people who have names. And yeah. they're friends of mine, yep. you know, but like, you know, like, like, too, like, but... like, like Billy Johnson you know, has to wait his turn. Yeah. You know, the former um, secretary of, of of public safety got her right away. Right away. Um, you know, some I love Tomas Gonzalez is like a son to me, but he was connected to the mayor. So you know, so the so again, they that the who knows who it's who they trust who too. It's, it's yeah, also exactly. who they trust. I exactly. think that's a big part of it. Exactly. Um, I want to ask you, uh, Chauncey, about. The guests, too, because we have Chauncey on the phone. You're an applicant. We're asking, because we've been talking about this, we have to get proactive about the Cannabis Control Commission because we know Big Cannabis is talking to Charlie Baker and A.G. Healy and selling them. We want these Big Cannabis people appointed to the Cannabis Control Commission. So we started saying, who are we going to get appointed? And Horace's name came up from Ed D'Souza and a bunch of other people. Would you support, would you like to see Horace Small on the Cannabis Control Commission, Chauncey, and do you have any other suggestions of people that should be appointed? And Chauncey, before you... I would, I, would, I would like to see him on after he serves a, a quick term on the Boston uh, board. Because <laughs> 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 we need somebody there now. You know what I mean? Like, they're still trying to figure out what to do. And so I would say after that little quick, you know, uh, run, hand up those 52 licenses, 
on the uh, uh, Boston. I mean, on the uh, Cannabis Control Commission. So you you, know, you that, want them for yourself in Boston because you have problems <laughs> first, basically. What well, you, that's a pretty much a bigger endorsement. You're saying I, I need them. I need them in Boston for me right now. Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, Chauncey, absolutely. Chauncey's absolutely right because the situation in Boston. So we got to get you nominated them. Well, both. I mean, can we like, do both? I mean, like I try not to. I mean, but the point <laughs> the point is is that, and I think you know, and and Chauncey, I mean, you could be on the commission. I would I would nominate you. I mean, the point is. Is that is that is that there are a lot of it's good to have these conversations, whether it's me, whether it's Chauncey, whether it's Skippy Jones, whoever it may be. You know, it's important to have these conversations now because we're at this stage, at the end of two going into two years, and you know they're planning on making a shitload of money come this summer because you know because now they got a full summer to deal. Um, that we have to have. There has to be a legitimate restructuring. In fact, when we had, there was an event in, 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 in Holyoke. Yeah, Holyoke. You know, a few months ago for the veterans. And I was on the panel with Steve. And I called him out. There's about 200, 300 people there. I called him out. And one of the things that was supposed to happen was, well, we need a summit to sit down and talk about ideas. Now that it's halftime. You know, now that Netta has, a, you know, because, because the Netta, uh, facility is only three blocks from Boston, if that. Um, now that it's halftime, and now that nothing's up, because like, look, Marty Walsh, there's no coordination I see between state and city, mm -hmm. right? Marty Walsh, what is Marty Walsh known for? Marty Walsh is known for being a recovering person. You're right. He goes to meetings twice a day, every day, and has done so for almost 30 years. Okay, this is not high on his food chain. It's not, you know, he, he's taking his time. And then the system and the structure that he has with Eugene O'Flaherty, the corporate counsel and his staff, you know, they're making people like Chauncey jump through hoops for no reason at all. You know, but if, you know, but if, but if, if uh, Marie St. Floor shows up, you know, former state rep, okay, cool, everything's wonderful. Chauncey shows up, ah. Now, it, 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 there has to be a whole restructuring. So whoever is... Part of that has to, you know, whoever you choose has to be has to make restructuring, you know, at the top All of the right. list. Fairness at the top of the list. But the other thing that would help too is that person would also have to bring in, have to help build some semblance of unity, you know, among the various groups groups who represent. Because not just that, there are church organizations that care about this issue, that their relationships, it's, it, if, if we're operating from the perspective of trying to make change, the only way you make change is with having power. You have to build a power base. Right. And one of the things that they've been doing, I mean, basically, my observation of the, of the commission is that they pick off folks. We'll talk to this one, we'll yeah. talk to this one, we'll talk to this yeah. one, and keep the level of division. So yeah. for yeah. instance, yeah. they had the big meeting last week I guess in Worcester with all the sure. equity up, what came of it? Yeah. You know, again, their idea was, well, we have the meeting that they will play. They blew off steam. I yeah, think that's all they they'll wanted. They'll placate do. people, yeah. and that would be it. But what are the one, two, three, four, five structural things that came out of it that's going to impact and make a result and give people what they want, to give them the justice that they deserve and seek? We have another call. Who's on the line? No, we lost it. All right. Oh, that's Shanti. I'm Shanti, sorry, what's man. Up, man? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there was a second issue. Um, you know, I, I have a unique perspective on on the whole process and 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 some people involved, right? You know, uh, I'm being one of the, the, the earliest municipal recreational applications. Yes, you were, right? You know, um, actually was the first. Yeah, I just like to throw that out there. Um, so, you know, 
I, I feel like the, the the CCC ends up being, you know, a rubber stamp for the, the the municipalities, you know, choices, right? So, you know, when we go and protest them, like, what are we really trying to protest other than than trying to stop them from rubber stamping, right? Because they're going to end up building a whole entire industry that that doesn't reflect, you know, the, the underground market, which they say they wish to stamp out, replace, or whatever. You know, should they be stamping it out? Should they be uh, uh, trying to integrate it? You know, how is that supposed to look? And and so anytime that we talk about trying to reform this whole entire process, we have to look at the individuals who are in it right now and meet them where they're at. As my, my friend Shannon Jones always says, you know, meet people where they're at, you know, and, and, and we don't see that. We see yeah. them trying to um, create these, these huge hurdles. You know, like I'm not a city councilman. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know my, how my city council or city hall even worked when I came to this industry. So to force me to go and talk to community leaders, the ones who used to call the police on us, you know, uh, and, and try and negotiate with them how my business is going to operate and then go and get financing and all yep. that. It's madness. Yep. It's absolutely madness. Yep. So every single law, reg, uh, regulation that comes out needs to focus on the individuals who are already operating. Other than if it looks anything different than that, then I'm not exactly sure what people are trying to do. And I think that people need to be getting together, getting Pookie off the block, bring them down to City Hall if you can, and let them, you know, shut down shut down a couple of hearings or whatever. You know, it just you need to stop I, the process. You know, I, I, I agree. I think there's a desperate need, my friend, to, to bring the cannabis community together and have them determine and figure out the agenda the, the, the change agenda that needs to happen and leave the friggin' egos, I can't use the F word, leave the friggin' egos at the front door. Just leave them there. I mean, because right now it, they, they, they pay attention to and they play off of the, the fractionalism that exists amongst the movement. You know, the level of solidarity that existed before um, in, getting the, in getting the law passed you know, has now fragmented into like these aren't organizations; they're gangs. A lot of them. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about another one too. Uh, thank you, Chauncey, for the phone call. We've had some great calls so hey, Chauncey, far. Chauncey, I'm in your corner, bro. Grant, we had uh, Rick uh, Naya, and now Chauncey, and we had some other calls too. So keep calling six one seven seven zero two two five four two. We only can take one at a time, and be quick with your questions. I'm just asking yeah, you. We're I'm running out of time. Long winded. We're so running out of time. Uh, so I want to ask you. You talked about the the different groups are almost like gangs because we just put out a story uh, that focuses heavily on what happened at the state house this week. Uh, med advocates opposing vet access to medical cannabis. Did you hear about this? No, I was out of town. Okay. I was not so, even town. So the uh, Stephen Mendeli uh, had a bill at the state house that would allow veterans to get medical cannabis cards through the state oh, with their man. VA records opposed to going to one of these medical doctor, doctor firms and pay two to 500 right, bucks right, for it. Right, right. And some of the mass patient advocacy people came out and opposed it, and it kind of created another uproar. A lot of people have noted this. I was the first one to call MPA out, out, out about two years ago and took a lot of flack. And repeatedly over the last year, they've shown themselves to be kind of a group that, as Dan Adams even noted in The Globe, that they, they'll rent themselves out. They, they are like a group that has no, they don't really support patients. They support whatever, the, it, their finger in the wind, which is right for that, them at that moment. Um, do you have any comment on that kind of story? You know, I, to be perfectly honest with you, um, 
one, I did, I'm not familiar. I was out of town working right. on, on Black Ballot Powers in Georgia last week, so I didn't really know. But um, my experience with MPAA has been, has, has been, I don't know their interworkings, but I have to tell you that whatever I've learned in this business, honestly, from, from, from the perspective of getting knowledge and research and what have you, has come from Mike Latulip and, and from um, um, uh, uh, Nikki, um, um, whatever, <coughs> I can't remember. Nicole Snow. Nicole Snow. Um, has come from them. Um, but, and I have had, and, and I also, I've never had any le depth of conversation that, that, that you just brought up with them. I just know that when I keep bringing up the idea of unity, they like, they're hardcore on the patients. They're like, we're going to represent the patients. And my thing is that like, okay, we can represent them. There could be a lot of, there's a, this is a big damn table. Right. There's time. It, there's a well, lot there, of space. Well, right where I come from, I'm uh, one of the leading. I would say, you know, in Grant, who called earlier, we. I would say we're two of the leading patient advocates in the state. I, I, I had Stephen Mandilli as well, um, and and not just us. There are others too, but a lot of us feel like they try to represent patients, but they don't represent us. But you know what is, I mean? And yeah. that that's like part of the issue we have too. Like w what you're saying is like they're two kind of. But we have another call, so I think. Well, I'm just saying, my friend, we have to, I mean, we really got to sit at the table because this is how, you know, it's very easy to pick people right. off when you have, because. I don't see how they go against a bill for veterans. That's what really, I'm gonna I have, think, draw the, the I'm going to have to ask her. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because I, uh, this There's is. no good I, reason. I yeah. To I, me. I, I, have, I, have to, I have to have to get. Who's on the phone right now? Uh, I'm not sure if you can hear me, but it's Ed D'Souza. We can hear you very oh, well. Oh, what's up, man? Hey, how we doing, Mr. Small? I'm good, brother. How you doing? What's going on with you? Well, first of all, when I saw that uh, Mike was going to have my favorite person on the <laughs> uh, show tonight, I had to call in and oh, just Lord. let everybody know that, you know, there are times when you take your kid to a, uh, a sports event and you see that you know, last minute three pointer <laughs> go right through the net. Dude, that's what you are doing tonight. You are on point, and oh, everybody I've is, been talking uh, about, you know, to about you is seeing what you can bring to whether it be like Chauncey said, the Boston City Council or the Cannabis Control. We Commission. have to we have to develop a game plan. We've 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 allowed these people to create a game plan. Their game plan is very conservative, center center right. If you want to be specific about it. You know, we have to be thinking about this industry, Ed, as 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 the opportunity that we all dreamed of and that people fought for in order to make this happen. Um, I feel like it's being usurped from the people. I feel like it's being played by, I mean, there are a gazillion, you know, weed lobbyists in this state who have access. And I feel Valerie like, Romano, you yeah, mentioned one, Michael yeah, might, Ross. Might, yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know, they have access, right? They have access. Um, our people don't. Poor people don't. Working people don't. Veterans don't. We have to create that space. And I think that Shalene did as good of a job as she possibly could by herself. I always keep in she mind. She was outnumbered. Yeah. The first rule of politics aren't any. And the second rule of politics is learn how to count. You know, if you need to pass something in that commission, three is the number. You know, two don't count, right? And she has, and I'm quite sure, and I, I know her well. We're not very, we're not, we're close, but you know, we're not homies. But I know how this has beaten her down. 
I mean, this has been, you know, getting up and going to work every day, I'm sure at some point has been has been a challenge for her. I can't imagine. But I, but I, yeah, yeah. I, I you know, but but I also tend to think that there are ways that we can help her. Like, Ed, I want to tell you, and, and you're a, I'm glad you're on the phone because you're a perfect person and you would understand this. One of the things that the commission has to count on, and I was talking to Mike about this before, is they have, to, right now it's, it's budget time. You know, state budget. Absolutely. State budget's in play. And if I, I tend to think if the cannabis community really wanted to show its clout, this is the time to do it. You know, Steve and those guys need, there's a $100 million deficit in the budget where it has to be filled. Um, but he has to go get his money from the state. And I can tell you, as someone who spends an awful amount of time in that building, okay, one of the major complaints is that no one talks to the members of the legislature. I wanted to get with you to see if we could work together and put together a legislative briefing on what two years after the creation of this law and where we are on equity, where we are on all these various issues and laying out their recommendations because ultimately Steve and the commission is going to have to go to the Ways and Means Committee. He's going to have to go to various committees. He's going to have to go into uh, uh, Marjorie Decker's house, you know, who shares up mental health and substance abuse, you know, and ask for money. And, you know, we well, have, this is an this opportunity is for us perfect. to like really kind of make this thing happen. Grab okay. them by the, you know what? I mean, yeah, whatever, whatever yeah, part you want to grab. The stress but, is there. But it's called, <laughs> but it's called, or it's called empowerment. It's called organizing. Yeah. It's called bringing the troops to the table. That's the one thing I would tend to think, whether everybody is pissed off at each other. Not the one thing I would tend to think that people would agree is that, is that there are large segments, large constituencies that aren't being paid attention to right. this is the time and this is the time by doing this you're going to be able to to get some concessions from these guys you're going to be able to shake them down this is called politics we ain't gotta like Leverage. each other to do business right. as long as we do business yeah and you know it's irrelevant steve is my best friend it's like we have to make this happen and this is the time to do it because if we don't do it this time it's going to be really 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 difficult so i just wanted to see if you would want to play with me we want you want to play in the dirt with me and let's like go ahead and, and do something because we it would take nothing to put together a legislative briefing and the legislators would come all right legislators come when jeffrey sanchez was still in the like I said, we were we were very close friends, and when he was uh, still chairman of Ways and Means and in the legislature, he said, "You know, man, uh, I was invited to a cultivation site." Yeah, he said, "Like you talked me into this money." I said, "Well, what do you mean?" He says, "Well, I didn't see nobody look like me out there. <laughs> I, I, I didn't see anybody look like me out there. So, 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 what are we doing?" And I think you, I think we can have some fun and people will want to pay attention to this because, you know, the budget has to happen July 1. It's going to happen July 1. Uh, House Ways and Means budget is done on April 30th. We got time to do something really important. I think we should people. do this. I think I'm, we should I'm, do it. I'm, I'm all about it. What do you say, Ed? What do I say? I'm honored. And I would say that every gentleman that called in tonight from Grant to Chauncey would be excellent people to advise on this as well. Because right. each of you can stand at a breakfast at the state house and tell these legislators what's up. Because because those are the questions. They have to pound Steve. Steve is hoping, and if he's smart, what he's hoping is he can go in the room, cut some deals, you know, go through a perfunctory hearing and call it a day. 
No, this is how we. This is what power is. Yeah, Yeah, this this is is leverage. This is leverage. It is leverage, and it's leverage. You you only have it for a short period of time. Right. It's kind of like on this show when I leverage with politicians is right when they're campaigning. Exactly. Exactly. The day after, they don't give a crap about us anymore. Right. I mean, this is because the this is where and and we and 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 we can actually kind of screw up and build some solidarity amongst this movement. What a scary thing that. So, would be. do you mind if I chime in real quick about yeah. this idea? Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Like, I, so, I'm if you it. remember a couple of weeks ago, uh, when uh, there were some representatives from MRCC on, yes. I had brought up the idea of going after the budgetary process, and Mr. Small, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Exactly what is in line with that idea of making them hurt where the money is. Yeah. It, it only st- it. And I'm the social justice guy on the board, and I don't get paid anything, so you know, I don't care. <laughs> you know, it's it's it. This is what we do. We're doing it now in the state house to save, you know, to save food stamps and energy assistance. We're doing it now. So we may, and everybody, the homeless will be there on Tuesday. You know, the drug and alcohol people will be there on Wednesday. Everybody is having their time. Except the cannabis. Except for cannabis. We need to be there. Yeah. And and, and not just be there, but be intimately in the game. Because every rep that I run into is like, wants to know, where's the revenue? You know, because they want to, because people have already made plans to for the money. For the money. Yeah, they they have more spending than they have uh, revenues. Yeah, I mean, like you know, remember the governor came up with a billion dollar package to improve education. Where do you think a portion of that money is going to come from? So we have the opportunity. I'm just saying that we would be stupid if we let this ball drop, uh, particularly in the budget process. I would be, I would wager that. State Senator Jamie Eldridge would pull members of the Progressive Caucus, and that's was sixty six members, right? You know, to sit down and sponsor this thing. I know he would. I bet they would. Too. I know, I know would. Dave Rogers would. I know Let's Dave Rogers. Would. I know Julian. I know Julian Searwood, who's the Senate Chair. You know, Conley probably yeah, would. We, yeah, we need to do that, Let's and do it. It, because because the question is. Okay, uh, CCC, after two years, where are we at on this, right. on this, on this, on this? And if we're smart enough to even lay out some recommendations as to what they can do, we can put them in, we, we can have, I think we can begin having the justice that we seek. I really do. So, Ed, could you help me with this, bro? I will be honored. And last thing I want to say, because I know there's a lot of other people that want to talk I'm to sorry. you. My is, bad. You know, hashtag chorus for CCC. Awesome. Oh, Jesus. So, <laughs> yeah, Ed's got campaign signs online. Oh, man, I, I hashtag saw it, you. I was like, I'm, I'm out of town. I was like, what is this crazy white man? We've been keep, we keep talking about it on the show, and we finally got you. And we've had a lot of listeners, too. Uh, Ed, before you go, right? You still there? Yeah. I Last am. question for you. Um, you started this Horace for CCC campaign. Have you heard anything negative, and how positive has the response been? Well, if you don't mind me uh, uh, just saying real quickly, so when I decided to get into the cannabis industry, I dedicated all my time to every bit of cannabis legislation that took place. And I sat through every cannabis advisory board that took place. And at the last meeting, when they were able to wrap things up and submit their regulations to the CCC, Horace got up, looked at me, gave me a big hug, and said, we did it. So I knew from that time 
that this man was serious about uh, what he was doing. Um, so have I heard anything negative? No, the only negative is some people wonder who he is. Yeah. I, okay? had the privilege, okay? I had the privilege of learning about Horrors when I worked for Boss, uh, Action for Boston Community Development. Oh, wow. So, so, you know, he was always somebody I looked up to, you know, when we were working with Head Start and other uh, community programs uh, within Boston. And to see him translate the idea of uh, community jobs in the cannabis industry uh, for people to actually feed their kids. And it's just we need somebody like him. I'm solely behind him. And I recommend that anybody who has any questions, just just Google them. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is Google Horace Small? And, 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 you know, I, you can't see it, who neither can Mike, but I'm blushing. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I'm blushing, man. <laughs> thank you, Ed, for the thank great you, call Ed. and the thank good you, uh, thing. I, Ed, one more thing I want to ask you, too, and now I'm losing my track of thought, too, which is funny. We got a lot of calls. Um, so you, when you started this with, with, with Horace, um, you know, there was Mayor Walsh said something, right? You ran into Mayor Walsh, right? Oh, yeah. Real quick, tell us yeah. how that went. So I said, you know, there was a little thing at the State House this week, and I had nothing really to do with it except for I wanted to hang a sandwich board on me that said Horace for CCC with a picture of Horace. And I saw uh, Marty Walsh walking up the steps with his uh, people, and they were walking into the uh, some conference room. So I stood right in front of him, and he looks at my sign, and he's still putting the uh, thumbs up and says, it's a good man there. I said, well, are you going to tell your buddy Baker to appoint him to the CCC? And he, again, gave me a big thumbs up. Well, the one thing that Marty and I have, Ed, so that you know, is that we're real honest with each other. And I think that's really kind of important in this work. I'm hoping that what we all can become, I, we take, at, my, at our shop, you know, we take a lot of pride in being in, in calling ourselves to be the greatest opposition that we can be. Meaning that we're going to be prepared, we're going to study, we're going to try and understand all sides, we're gonna try and do all of that to make, you know, to be the quality opposition, you know, because that's how you win. And um, you know, and and, and 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 Marty and I have had our moments, right? But it's the truth. We're we're I don't know. I'm I'm in my 60s now. You know, you don't have to bullshit people anymore. You know, like I, I'm, you know, you don't. You Seen just like all. I feel you, like I'm yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, like you yeah. know, I'm there. Like, yeah. like what are you going? What are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, ruin my career trajectory? That's right. I mean, so, so you know, we have that relationship. And and the thing about it is, people who do this work, Mike, you, and others. You know, we do it because it's the right thing to do. Right. We're not, we're not driving, it's about justice. And justice is not a job. Justice is something that's in our soul and in our heart. So I am grateful to you for everything that you've done. Um, and I'm grateful for your advocacy, Ed, because you, without you, these laws would not be here. Mike, without some of you guys, this, none of these laws would be able, we wouldn't be in here having this conversation about fairness. So thank you, brother. That's it. Thank you, and uh, enjoy the rest of the show, guys. Well, Thank you, Ed. I'll do my best. Thank you, buddy. Uh, we've had a lot of calls. Some, some of them were missing, so, and we're running out of time, so call in right now if you want to get in. 617-702-2542. We're just about wrapping up here, but uh, we'll take a couple quick ones, really quick, if you want to get in. 
Uh, we've had some online comments as well. Uh, Grant Smith wrote, yep, would really like to see Commissioner Flanagan, Doyle Hoffman, or McBride on The Young Jerks. <laughs> right. Well, we'll see if that ever happens. Uh, he also said uh, H4274 is the uh, bill that we were referencing earlier about the veterans. Right. Thank bill. you. People want to know more info. And, uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, some people said try calling three times. I will try to call later. Keep trying to call Goldie Piff. Who's on the phone right now? Goldie. Oh, it is Goldie. Hey, what's up, Goldie? <laughs> hey, sis. How you doing? Hi, guys. So I was calling kind of changing the discussion. Um, not changing it, but I know everyone's looking at the appointment, and that is very important. I'm all for horse CCC, along with a few other replacements in there. So but you broke up a little bit there. I want to make yeah, you sure. Broke up, honey. We you you we basically just said you want Horace on the CCC. Is that right? Absolutely. <laughs> Horace, Horace, all the way. We need two others in there, and hopefully people of color. I'd love to see Grant Smith in there also. But the reason I was calling was a little bit different from other callers. My concern is with our community, my black community, our black community. We're really being left behind, and as we're working on legislation, we're still out hitting the streets trying to get people involved. And I feel like there should be more of a push, whether it's from the CCC or our representatives from our community, just letting people know of all the possibilities. You don't have to be a cultivator. There's so many different avenues to go. You know, we just need technical assistance, letting them know that, it's okay to take the chance. Most of the people in our community truly have just been scared to enter and see what headaches those few of us that are trying to get in are facing, and it makes it discouraging because we hear people saying all the time they spent, you know, two hundred thousand or sixty grand. That's great that you had that to spend or that you had it in savings, but most of the people in my community are already starting out below red. Oh, we know. So oh, we know. There's a real fear. And, and, and you know, one of the things, Goldie, that, that we did when we were forming in the process of creating this industry was we got unanimously passed the idea of creating a loan fund, you know, as well as technical assistance to help people get started. And one of the great frustrations that we have right now is that, you know, the, the CCC has done nothing. And I think they have, and my read on it is that, and you know, and I understand why they think it, is that they have prioritized their own funding before they go sit down with you know these folks in the legislature, and you know to move this bill. I mean, the I have tried to sit down with the legislative black caucus. I'm telling you about this, and I, I it's it's. If they're not being pressured by people who are most affected by the problem, they ain't doing squat. Um, the one person who's paying attention to it is a state legislator named Bud Williams from Springfield. I don't know if you know him or Springfield, not. Springfield, Massachusetts. But he gets it. He gets it. But trying to get the other members of both the Black and Latino Caucus so to pay attention. This is at the state house. This is the state about. house. Yeah, I was thinking national, but it's a, the, 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 lo the local. Wow. Local. I mean, because, well, all see, I have to look at all politics being local, Mike. Yeah. And, and Yeah. And, and the flip side is, is that we, as a body, authorized it. 
you know, and, and the commission approved that we have to create a loan fund. I'm My glad you guys both brought this up because I've noticed this, this too. Loan. I've noticed this too on Twitter. Like, because, yeah. like, you know, I, I'm tagging. Like, you know, we're covering this every week. You know, Goldie, right? We've been co- we've had you uh-huh. on. We've had all the different folks from, you know, a lot of black people on the show talking about this issue. And we tag the electeds that you think that would support it, the black and Latino rep. And they don't they don't retweet no. it. No, they, they don't like it. No, they, they don't even they, comment on they it. They don't. And, 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 and it's really fascinating because we, we even wrote a bill. My or you and Union Minority Neighborhoods actually wrote a bill that would create a quasi- governmental loan fund that would be paid for starting off with a $25 million appropriation. Okay, what? can I just, sure. I, please, I, please, I'm please. glad about the loan, don't please. get me wrong, but we're not even at the loan process. Oh, I understand. My concern is allowing more black people to participate in it um, on any level and making it more of a welcoming thing. People don't feel like we have a seat at the table. We don't feel like our voices are being heard. And the louder we yell, yes, you see only a small amount of black folks out there protesting and advocating, but there's a big bunch. People are afraid to step up. So, yes, the loans are great, and I appreciate that, but before we even make it to the loans, well, we I was, need, I was men just, have been targeted. Uh, we go, need a space directly for them. Goldie, I was, yeah, I was just using as an example this, but... When it comes to issues of, of particularly of, 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 of black and brown people, um, we are woefully, I mean, woefully thrown under the bus in this, in this thing. And almost to the point where, and, 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 and what makes it complicated is that we don't have the ability to communicate it to the masses outside of like, you know, Facebook, Twitter, the usual. So the, what the, idea the, would the, you have to bring it more personal and get more people in our community? Well, I really I think... door to door. I'm in the parks. I'm in the grocery oh, store. Oh, I know you are. But I, we need more than, we, you we, know, we, we need, need help. a mass meeting without necessarily the influences of anyone that's yeah. running a business. When I advocate, I don't talk about what I'm trying to do, but what we can do as a community. See, I think that one is, I believe in, 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 in structure. And 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 what I mean by that is <clears throat> there have been a number of community meetings, right? You, you know, you've been to some of them. Uh-huh. Um, the community meetings where people come, they both smoke out their asses. Okay. Okay. They both smoke out their butts and highly indignant and highly upset. And the meeting, at the end of the meeting, people go home. When we're, what we should be talking about is how do we create an entity coming out of that meeting what who are the 25 people who are going to work with us to get you know to to begin to start doing some advocacy some education some organizing in our community because no one has ever explained to our community what the economic benefits and pluses that cannabis could bring to our community no one's talked about this is an opportunity you don't have to work a job at chick-fil-a you know, you can make a decent... Well, that's my point exactly. Every time we have these community events, it's like a job fair. Well, before we get to the job fair, why don't we talk about the opportunities that people have yeah, that I mean, are offered out there, like something where there isn't pressure on people. Just come and learn about the cannabis. I don't think the CCC did enough or the state did enough. No, they the haven't. When and they, they were rolling it out. They haven't. So when we think of the easy efforts, People equivalent that with being black, but 
what I found is it's mostly white folks that are EEs. There's quite a few white folks and just a few sprinkles of colored folks in there. Yeah. And, and that's My objective exactly. is to double the size of our community. You know, we, we you know what? Goldie, you uh, you're in what Roxbury? I'm sorry. You and you live where in do you Ros- live? Where you live in Roxbury? Yes. You want to have some fun? Can we get together? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can we what get together? Because I mean, we're organizers, and yeah. we have to organize people. That's right. And and you know, and it's. And when I hear a sister like you who has put the time in, I mean, yeoman's yeah. time in, and feeling that level of frustration, we can't let that happen. Right. Because if you're getting frustrated, then that means we're running That's out of right. hope. So let's, you know, let's, I believe in, let's do it again, but let's do it right. Okay? I remember when we had a big event over at the First Church of Roxbury, and we had a gazillion people at that thing. But if we don't, but we let them go home. That's it. We you let them do, go home without saying, like, we need you steps. to do these things. That's right. You know, and not just that. The I'm going to th- let you go, Harth, but I just want to make one correction. I'm sorry. I say I'm Roxbury. I have family in Roxbury. We live in Dorchester. We own farmland in Rochester. But we, my community is anywhere there's any people of color, so I claim every community. Can I? <laughs> do you got a number, Mike? Um. I, if not, we can get it. Yeah. We were friends yeah, on Facebook I, and yeah. friends with her daughter, Dominique, as well. Oh, you on Facebook, right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll put you in touch. Holy bits. I, don't worry. I'm going to message you tonight, okay? Okay. Can we? Yeah, because we need to take this a step further Definitely. because it, because it, it's almost insulting. And there is absolutely no reason why whenever we talk to our community about anything, why they should listen to us because they continue to get screwed. Remember, this whole event, this whole thing was about making sure that they no longer got screwed anymore. That's right. Uh-huh. So I'm ready to get to work with you, sister. I mean, like, I'm going to be okay. out of town all next week, but we're going to talk. <laughs> there we go. Okay. okay. Well, I'm going to hang up so we can get another caller in here and make the most Thank of you, our Goldie. time. Thank you, Goldie. Thank you, sister. Right. Appreciate you. you. I love you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Uh, she's awesome. Uh, she's she done it. I'm going to eat, too. Um, again, anyone that wants to get in touch with, uh, you know, after with Horace and organize, we can always put you in touch with him, hey, too. Hey, I can give you my phone number. Yeah. Um, please feel free to give me a call, 617 617- Five two nine nine one two seven. That's my cell phone number. I pick it up. I answer it all the time. I just so you know, I am working in Pennsylvania all next week to make sure we start registering some chocolate people so they vote on November third, twenty twenty, the most important election of our lives. So if you call, I see something from six one seven or nine seven eight or eight five seven, whatever area code is. I promise I will pick it up. Perfect. And again, it's uh, Horace Small. He's uh, on the CAB, the Cannabis Advisory Board for the state, uh, which he said has no real power, unfortunately. Uh, they did do some things in the beginning. They, they had yeah, to do we had to, we had to set it up. The, yeah. But now the Cannabis Control Commissioner really has all the power, and a lot of us want to see him get appointed. He's also the founding and an executive director of the Union of Minority Neighborhoods. He's been doing uh, advocacy and all kinds of work uh, since he was age 14. Uh, a lot of work in Philadelphia, also housing work, which we talk a lot about. You, yeah. uh, you support rent control on gas? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Come on. It, it, it works. <laughs> yeah. Rent control really does work. The only people who get really PO'd about rent control. Landlords? Are, well, the, the small landlords. Yeah. They're the ones who really kind of, you know. Feel who, the, feel yeah. It. And, and see, I can get that. Yeah. And, and, and see, for me, 
you know, well, you have landlords that rent another property out and pay their mortgage with that sure. property and that whole deal. And but there are we have to be clear that you have to create alternatives. There That's has right. to be another way to do things. If you don't like rent control, what's the next Build best thing? Build more housing, more yeah. public housing. More public housing. Well, and yeah, give it to people. Like, you, you know, know, give them, like, I hate this. All these little minor details, right? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, I, you know, I think we're probably right, the uh, same on everything. Yeah. Do you like v, uh, uh, City Life Vita Urbana? Oh, I love them. Me and too. Lisa is my sister. Awesome. I love her to death. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we always work closely with them. We'll take more calls. We see your calls coming in. We'll answer. 617-702-2542 because we're almost out of time. It's got to be really, really quick. 617-702-2542. We're out of time. Uh, but you can call in right now. 617-702-2542. All right. Who is it? Who do we have on the line? Hello. Are you there? You have a bad phone line. Hello. Hello? Hey, who's this? Hi, it's Amonique. Hey, Amonique. Amonique Godishada. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, sister. How are you? Good, good. I just remember calling and say, um, say hi to Horace. We never met. Um, I'm excited about this organizing that we're going to be doing in the community. We have um, to, sister. To no was Can you hear me? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, we hear you absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about this because uh, bringing it back, what is equity um, and what is the real problem? Like everyone talks about the funding, but beyond that, it's getting through the process and the application process and knowing how to do this the legal way, basically. Because um, everyone's been using this plant black market. Um, so basically, I'm just excited for organizing, thinking about equity and how do we really put black people first. And this is huge for our community. A lot of people look at this as just a money bag and for like individuals, but this is huge. We have a housing crisis, so... Um, it's, it's an opportunity for all our businesses to yeah. step oh, up and make it through this. Absolutely. And it'd be keeping our money in our community over and over and over again instead of going out the first time we, 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 we give it to a, a cashier. You know, to have that. Exactly. You know, to, to, and not just that. See, the thing about it is what, what the beauty of the whole cannabis industry is that people are going to be trained in skills that they can use in a lot of other disciplines and a lot of other professions, you know, and make decent money. They can, so they can afford to feed their families. They can take care of folks. You know, marijuana is the, is the, is, is the miracle drug. It really is. Um, but, but you know, what's fascinating is watching the same people who 20 years ago wanted to lock up people. Police. Yeah, now jobs. magic, we want to own the business. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and it's... can we stop? And like, that's the thing. That's Politician. the thing. All right, so I was at Kim... I was at... Um, Kim Janey? Uh, um, yeah, the event Kim Janey's thrown. And yeah. I'm, I'm going to know him for... I'm ready to bust out protests whenever. But yeah, I did, it, was, it took everything in me just to stay quiet because I didn't want to be that person as I know I am going to be a business owner and I represent my business. Um, so I, I didn't want to be that loudmouth, but it's just crazy... To see, you know, I'm not even going to say her name, but you see her up there and it's like, you've been locking people up and now you're talking about this industry. Why doesn't, why aren't we having us entrepreneurs, us EEs, economic empowerment people that are trying to get through? Why are we not on the panel talking to our community about the barriers to entry? And then when they asked Kim, well, they asked everyone on the panel, they asked them, oh, there's only seven economic empowerment people that got provisionary licenses. And they were like, how can we change this number? And they said how many um, medical marijuana um, got their provisionaries or whatever. They're like, how can we change this? 
no one on the panel answered that question, and they passed that question on to someone in the crowd who just recently got their provisionary license, which was mind-blowing. I'm like, why didn't our city councilor answer that? You're the one that, you know, has some say in making change when we're talking about these laws and regulations, but you pass it on to an entrepreneur who's been through this that didn't even give us any example of how we can make change, how we could bring equity, equity for economic empowerment. But then I hate even saying just for economic empowerment, because it's not even economic empowerment, it's for black people, you know? Yeah. Sister, there's... Like, we're the one, when you look at the data, we're the ones that have been criminalized. Right. And then it's like, why is this so hard for Boston? Right. Boston, when we're looking at Boston, when we talk about our black people, our medium um, network, is eight dollars when we're looking at youth and young adults 55 percent of the youth and young adults in boston are black 35 are latinx and then we don't even talk about people with disabilities i have multiple disabilities physical with no one can see this then i'm dyslexic why are we not talking about people that are coming out of the criminal justice system that are i can't read or have disabilities how are they getting into this thank you like how do we well, where's the technical assistance for people with disabilities to do these applications Sister, or ha- people coming out of the criminal I, I, I couldn't agree more. We, we have to know the difference between an event or an activity that's going to bring people to work. That's right. There's a difference between the two. So when you have an event that brings, and, and, and I know Kim well. I know the president of the council well. She's, she's, she's good people. Her heart's in the right place. But if all you really kind of sort of know is to put on a put on a thrill show where you bring all the stars out, the, the stars, you know, and everybody shows up because all the stars are there, yep. and it makes all the sense in the world to be there, you know. And and I know damn good and well that place, the the bowling building. I know I wasn't there, but I know that sucker was packed. I know it was yeah. packed to the rafters. It was. But but the the the, the issue is. You know, when you have a meeting, you have an agenda at the meeting. You know, there's a there's a who, mm-hmm. what, there's a who, what, when, where, why, how, and how much. Exactly. And at the end of the meeting, you have to be able to say, this is what, after argument, after discussion, this is what we need to do. Who wants to play? Next steps. This Next is steps. Okay. And we, yeah. and we get and we get all that shit back in you know in, in our communities. Here's a, here's sure. a, and, mm-hmm. and, and and I and I'm not and I'm not I'm not talking badly about Kim Janey at any level. I mean, she does, this is what she knows how to do. But mm-hmm. it's really up to us who are the ones who are deeply committed. Because I can tell the you that, right? yeah, the pastors. Let's organize and let's invite her to come sit. Let's yeah. invite, because yeah. this is what we did before. But no, we didn't have them come to talk to us. We went individually knocking on their right. doors. And right. then we talked to the community back and forth. But right. let's do an event and let's invite them to come and talk. Because Definitely. how are you going to come into our community? You claim, whatever, Rock Street is your community too. How do you come to our community, have an event, and then don't even leave? open comments for an hour, no conversation for the community. I mean, that's just a yeah, shock. I mean, I mean, we Not, need, you know, yeah, we need to be smart. You know, they got experts. It. it ain't that hard to go call, you know, go over to Northeast University and find some folks who are economists and stuff and help us think this, think this shit through. It ain't that complicated. Right. You know, we just no. need, we, you know, we need to be on the same page. This is, this is what we want. This is how we want it. This is when we want it. And this is where we want it to happen. But we have to be together on that. Anytime you have have the system speaking to you, then you know there's an unfair power dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? If we're not speaking yeah. to the power, we have the power. We have to speak to the power. When the power speaks to us, 
you know, and right. they, and they have their show about, oh, aren't we wonderful? Aren't we great? You know, it's 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 skewed. So you know, and then what happens is, yeah, it was great. I'm glad we ran in there, everybody. Hey, let's go get a beer. Hey, let's smoke a joint. But at the end of the day, you wake up the next day, nothing has changed. No change. When you have no an change. agenda and when you have goals, and when those goals are clear, and when you can walk them through step by step how those goals work, you feel the power. Each day you can evaluate your progress. Each day you can see change. That's right. That's the game that we have to play. And if you ain't gonna, play, if, and if no one wants to play that game, then this is what you get. Yeah. We got to do it. We got to well, do it. Well, as far as I'm ready, I'm ready for that game. We was doing it right, before me and trying to awesome. the you, you got my phone number, right? You got the ready. phone number, Amanita? You, you got my phone number, right? I don't. Okay. What did you say? You got my phone number, right? You got a pen? We'll give oh, it, I don't. We'll give it I to don't. you right now. Let me grab my pen. Hold right. on. Are you still there on the phone, too? Or she went to get yeah, the pen? Yeah, can you hear me now? Right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, I want to ask you a question, okay. too, while you're getting the pen. 617 529 9127. Nine, don't get upset if I don't call right away, but and I, I think, will call back. And I think we'll put it in the comments, too, so you see it in the comments of the video. Okay. So you don't have Thanks, to even get a pen right now, Amanique. Uh, the other <laughs> thing is, again. Uh, say, say it again. again. Say the number again. 617-529-9127. Oh, there we go. So we're going to put it in the comments. I want to ask you a question, Amanique. Yeah. Uh, yep. Horace on the Cannabis Control Commission. Do you support that? Would you ask uh, the governor and the attorney general to appoint him? Of course, yeah. Okay. For the CCC, yeah. Oh, jeez. Perfect. And also Thanks. in the Boston, uh, <laughs> Boston, you know, cannabis committee, if he doesn't get that as well. Yeah, but we need him on that bigger scale. So the CCC <laughs> is what it is. Um, well, Boston is a whole lot of work, though. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Thank you, Thank you so much, well, Dominique. Was, thanks, Dominique. Thank Talk you, to you soon. Man. I love Peace. your, I love your, yeah. your, your fire too. Yeah, your passion. passion. Don't lose that passion. She's young. Girl. She's passionate. She's intelligent. She's. I love her, Dominique. Yeah, don't love that. Don't lose that passion. Yeah. And see, that's what happens. That's what this system is. The current system is set up to make to it take lose that it. away. Don't from lose it. it. Don't, don't lose, lose it. it. That will keep you going for the rest of your life. Like I've had so many tough times. And uh, my boy, Michael Malta, who passed away, who uh, I still, every time we win an award, anytime we have a great show, it's, it's him. He's always backing us now. He kept me going in my toughest times. He said, always said, Mike, don't lose that fire. That's what makes you special. Uh, and Almanique, don't lose it because it will, it will help you. And so you'll, you'll never expect where it's going to bring you. Don't this give a, up. This is a movement, not a moment, honey. That's right. That's all. Just keep it in mind. And every tragedy you go through, too, sometimes it's like come back like 100 times the other way. Six one seven seven zero two two five four two is our phone number. Well, we're done this week. Uh, next week, put in your phone book. We had a lot of calls. I want to thank Grant for calling. Grant Smith. He's also a contributor with us. MidnightMass.substack.com. Uh, make sure you subscribe there. Make sure you're subbed on there. Rick Naya for calling in. Chauncey Spencer for calling in. Ed D'Souza for calling in. Goldie Piff for calling in. And Arminique calling in. Thanks, family. A lot of calls in an hour and a half, and we probably missed some, but. Put the phone number in your phone book and call early, like Grant did. That's how why he always gets in. Six one seven seven zero two two five four two. He's smart, because our phone lines do light up now. It's awesome. I want to thank all our callers, all our supporters, people voting for us for awards. It's amazing. Uh, people giving us money through our midnightmass.substack.com so we can pay our writers. Uh, I love what we're doing. We want to do more. So if you want to see us do more, kick in five bucks a month if you can, because. We're trying to bring you more stories, more content, more interviews. 
Uh, we're loving what we're doing. With I, I want to thank Horace for hey, coming. Brother, in. You were you were the man today. Thank you, no, no, thank you, man, for glad having me. For everything I'm you've been finally doing. Finally, glad I made this. Show. How many decades you've been working on this stuff, social justice? Again, how many years? Thirty, uh, forty? Close to fifty. Fifty. Close to fifty. Wow. Yeah. I'm sixty-six. See this knowledge you have. You brought so much. That's why and everyone's listening. And that's the listening. other thing too, man. If Chuck Turner was still alive, you know, there's so many people who want to play in this but have not been brought to the table. And who brings something to the table, and who would scare the scare people half to death? I love Chuck. You know, and too. that's and that's kind of what we need to do. And Chuck was there when Mass Can and the Freedom Rally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the first guy, like the city council, that you'd see every year speaking for cannabis yeah. with like Barney Frank. That was about it, like yeah. way back then. So, so we're, we, we, I think, I think we're if we can figure out how to come together, put our agenda in place, and use our power. Because in, 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 you know, timing is everything. And this budget thing right now, I'm telling you, we can have a lot of fun. I think people already, I think you, you created a, a movement on the show today. Yeah, we and created a lot of fun. We've, we've introduced you to some people. I love this. This is what we do on the show is introduce people to each other. And uh, you guys are going to take it from here. Anything we can do to support you, you let us know. But I'll let you know. I'll be back in a week. Yeah. I'll, I'm leaving tomorrow morning, and I'll be back uh, Sunday afternoon, a week from today. Perfect. So, so I'm doing the good work. And I want to get the and, word out in your listening people, session And if people when want happens. to do anything, like with the Union Minority Neighborhoods, we're working on poverty. We're working on issues of social justice right now. The biggest issue that we have right now is to stop these food stamp cuts that are supposed to take place on April 1st. Most people don't know. That's crazy. Uh, we have worked with the attorney general to file, and you know, we're trying to get an injunction to stop the cuts. We're talking about in Massachusetts, four hundred thousand people. So if you took it, so Greenfield, take a look at the poor communities. A lot of people are in trouble because of this right-wing psychopath that we have in Washington. So it's please, we all have to fight this one, and Mara Healy wants to fight it, and we want to fight it as well. And we got to make sure there's more money in the budget. There we go. And so where, where, go. Where, where can they find out? Where's the, is there a website for that? Oh, yeah. Our website is www.unionofminorityneighborhoods.org. Perfect. So just just look online. And, and, uh, and again, if you still want to know some more, give me a call. We got the oh, number. Oh, and our office number is 617-942-7577. Perfect. So. Thank you, family, for thank allowing you. me to to, uh, to to bore you this evening. Well, no, thank you. I think a lot of people got value out of this. We had a lot of listeners considering it's uh, the, the real Super Bowl pre-fall, pre-game. Yeah, We're up against the biggest TV night in uh, the like, nation, and we got numbers tonight. Well, because the New England Patriots aren't playing. They're not playing. That's true. Because <laughs> of you, though. You're here. You brought no, the it has nothing to do with people, me, Mike. People want to see It has nothing to do with me, Mike. You know, people want to people want people want to eat really bad food after about six thirty. So that's what's going. There on. There we go. So we'll be back next week. Uh, I'm not sure. I think we have a yeah. We do have someone running for office, but we'll see you on the cannabis front. Probably be covering that as well. Uh, we got a lot of things planned on the show. I want to thank everyone for supporting us. Make sure you're subscribing to our iTunes and all of that. Our podcast. That's a big thing for us now because we do put out extra content sometimes during the week. You might miss that. Make sure you're on that as well at midnightmass.substack.com. Make sure you're subscribing all our places. All right, I'm Mike Crawford. I'm out of here. I want to thank Horace Small. Thank you you so much. I want to thank thank all our callers, all the comments we got on Facebook, and I want to thank Murphy behind the board. Thank you, Murph. See you next week. (laughs) Thank you.